Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hi, Mary. How are you today? I'm doing well today. I was just telling you before I pressed record. I got a new tattoo yesterday, so I didn't sleep that well. And then I randomly started my period this morning in my white pants. So it's been, <laughs> my, my body has been having some fun, but not in like a bad way. You know what I mean? I think I've just been so used to judging the experience. And now I'm just like, oh, cool, fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like this is life. I feel that. So before we get started, Please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do. Mm, Well, my name is Mary. I'm the Mary behind Mary's Cup of Tea, which is an online platform that helps girls and women overcome body image struggles and build confidence and learn to love themselves. I started this journey by sharing my personal story on Instagram of recovering from an eating disorder that was eight, nine years long and competing in bikini fitness competitions, which I thought would fix my eating disorder, but it only made things exponentially worse. And then really struggling with binge eating and just trying to find my way while being in like a pretty toxic relationship. And I had moved to another country for the guy. So I just felt really like alone and lost. And I started sharing like the depths of that struggle And so many people could relate. I think this was right before (laughs) vulnerability got cool, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think this was like, even just a few years back, I mean, not as many people talked openly about stuff like that. So a lot of people came through and they were like, oh my gosh, me too. And it just spiraled into this, this beautiful journey where by helping others, I was able to help myself and by healing others and and writing and just working on that for myself, but also publicly, I just found so much like growth and peace and freedom and self-love. When did you realize that you needed to step into your self-love practice? And I kind of want to take us back a little bit to when you were walking through your eating disorder. And like, as you look back and reflect on that path when was your kind of aha moment right to be like oh wow I need to shift here yeah I think for me my biggest turning points I don't know about you but my biggest turning points aren't that dramatic they're usually more of like a conversation with somebody and somebody says something that just lands and it's just a big aha moment that changes Mm -hmm. my life I had a few of those early on but for me the gateway was definitely my lifelong struggle with body image and never feeling like I looked good enough and always, always trying to lose weight and just putting my body through hell and back for that. 
And so some of it was physical where between the binge eating, I remember like compulsively driving to food city at like midnight and stealing food because I was binge eating so much that I couldn't even afford what I was eating and how much I was eating. Meanwhile, I was trying to like do another competition. And so I'd like, I was just in that vicious cycle where I would starve all day and binge at night. And I believe my trainer's wife sent me a Facebook message and she was like, Hey, I'm your coach's like girlfriend or wife. And I was 17. And she's like, I feel like what you're doing to yourself might not be good for your young body. And here's somebody you can talk to. So she connected me with a naturopathic doctor. And ironically enough, this doctor who ended up being like a friend and a mentor too, she also competed in fitness competitions like decades prior to becoming a doctor. So we had like such a similar story. And then she also moved to Canada for a guy. And then so did I. So anyways, I just like kind of fell in her footsteps. And so she, I remember there was this one moment where I would come to her clinic and she would do the vitamin IV injections because my hormones were all out of whack and just everything was obviously reflecting on my mental health too. And so she was just kind of trying to help me heal in that way. But looking back now, I think that she just would call me into her office for these vitamin IV injections so that we could sit and talk, you know, during that hour and a half drip bag. And one time I asked her, I was like, I just don't understand why I keep binge eating. Like I have always been so quote unquote in control of my food. And I've always been able to pull it together and start another diet and lose weight. And this time I just, I just can't, I don't know what's wrong with me. And she just like shook her head and she's like, honey, you're, you're so stressed. You're just so stressed. And I kind of lost it a little bit. I snapped at her and I'm like, what could I possibly be stressed about? Like I'm, I was on summer break from college. I was, you know, things were okay. Like I lived on my own. I recognized my privilege and and being able to do that and go to college. And I don't know, just being like young and in my twenties and feeling like I shouldn't, like, what could I possibly be stressed about? Mm -hmm. And she goes, I will never forget this moment. She says, worrying about what people think about you all the time is really fucking stressful. Wow. And that, that changed my life because I think that's, that's when I realized that this persona, because meanwhile, this was all behind the scenes, right? Front of the scenes, I'm competing in bikini competitions and winning trophies. I post pictures from when I had a six pack and I had this like kind of demeanor and attitude about me where I was like I don't give a fuck about anybody I'm just doing my thing like and and that obviously was not the case because of how how hard her statement landed with me Mm And so after that conversation, what changed in your behavior, right? Because Mm -hmm. clearly your behavior changed. She gave you that piece of nugget and you took it and it sat with you, it grew within you. And then the shift happened. Like, do you remember when the shift clicked for you and 
what you realized you needed to change within yourself to lean deeper into self-love and to like self-compassion and to honoring your body and all the things, right, that we hear people talking about today? Yeah. The biggest thing was definitely healing from my eating disorder and trying to find my way about that and, you know, opening up to my mom about how seriously I was struggling and Mm. allowing her to help me in whatever way she could, even though she didn't fully understand it because of our culture and aside from that it was also like digging into this weird idea that because I was like so hungry not just physically but like spiritually and emotionally Mm -hmm. I was also taking a lot of that out in my relationships with men and sex and um, realizing that a lot of the opinions that I cared about were men's and Mm -hmm just like really coming to terms with that. And I remember the person that I moved for to Canada, I met also around this time. And even though the relationship didn't work out because it was so toxic, he also loved me when I couldn't love myself. And he was really, yeah, even though it ended poorly, it was like what I needed at the time was to like move and get out of my environment and just really not be in this place where all my friends would go to the gym and that's what we would do for fun. And all the guys I would meet was at the gym and they Mm. would objectify women and express their opinions. And I just constantly felt under pressure of that. And so I think for me, the biggest shift was like changing my environment, not just moving to Canada because obviously not everyone does that, but also like the people I started hanging out with. So my boyfriend at the time he was really big in academia and, you know, I got really into my studies and just finding interest in other things and going on this like beautiful self-exploration journey, which I know sounds so romantic, probably a lot more romantic than it was in the moment. But looking back now, like I would spend my weekends like in nature or walking by the river or hiking in the mountains and, and doing gentle, gentle yoga and not these hard workouts and Mm -hmm. journaling and really immersing myself in school and trying to make some friends in college instead of trying to chase after you know older boys at the gym like I used to so all of those things combined just helped so much with my self-love journey It does. And I I really love how you said that sometimes the journey sounds a lot more romantic than it is, you know, in a sense. And I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about that. Talk about how this is hard work, right? Changing and shifting and expanding and deciding to do and be different is not romantic. It's hard as hell. Yeah. And it's a daily practice. So You mentioned being out in nature. You mentioned getting into your studies more. And it sounds like you were saying you were getting to know Mary again, Mm -hmm. what she liked and what she wanted outside of what other people were maybe projecting onto her or what you thought other people wanted you to be. So as we peel back those layers a little bit, how did self-care, taking care of yourself quite literally, change how you were able to show up in the world? And now you have this amazing platform, you're an author, 
and you're helping women do the same thing. So Hmm. what did you learn along the way about taking care of yourself so you could then be in this work and take care of others? These are such great questions. I feel like I'm getting a therapy session. (laughs) Thank you for asking this, Alex. Yeah, that idea of like filling my own cup first, right? And I always do a wordplay on like Mary's cup of tea, like being your own cup of tea and, Mm. and filling your own cup first. And for me, what that looked like personally is showing up like really messy and imperfectly. So I had this kind of, well, I had so many different mantras. But one of the like three words that rang in my head often were no matter what. And that applied to a few different things. Like, for example, no matter what I ate the night before, I would still have breakfast the next morning. And so that those are just certain non-negotiables and like rules that I made for myself. And also, no matter what, I would show up. And for me, that was like, showing up in class, because that was a big thing that I used to skip when I was in the depths of my eating disorder. Like I would literally skip class if I felt too fat to be there. And no matter what, I would still show up to class, or I would still go out wherever I was invited to, or I would still wear my outfit that I had planned no matter what. And then once I started um, sharing more of my journey online, and even till this day, like even yesterday, I got my, my skin like broke out a little bit. My first instinct was to put a filter on it. And I don't actually really want to be online at all. And then I was like, okay, I can, I can go on my stories with a filter. And then I'm like, no, like no matter what. And I took the filter off and I just kind of, I just push myself to show up a little bit extra on the days that I'm struggling. Mm. Because to me, that's like my way of breaking that story. And I'm like, I'm more of an extrovert, I think, although it changes from season to season. <laughs> but I, I get energy from like connecting with others. And I know that is one thing that is actually going to create a ripple effect and make me feel better. So my self-care, unlike many people I've talked to, it's not always going inwards as much as it's sometimes like showing up like like going out exactly as I am, like going mm. to the cafe or showing up on even as simple as Instagram or with my partner, like in not just in the bedroom, but like intimately, you know, like those kinds of things, like really showing up as our quote unquote imperfect selves. I love that. As we wrap up, I like to ask this question sometimes at the end of conversations. If you were mentoring your younger self, what would you tell her? What would you teach her? Hmm. Alex, these are such great questions. <laughs> you, you have a, a craft, like a skill here. Well, I think about my younger self a lot because my little sister, well, at the time of this recording, she's turning 13 next week. Yeah, exactly the age that I was when I was really, really not doing well. And you know, the, the things I tell her and the, the things I would tell my younger self are really related to self-worth and that feeling of being enough and doing enough. And so just that message, repeating it, that you are enough, even on your lowest lows. And one day these things that you're insecure about, these things that you see as weaknesses are actually going to bloom and blossom into your greatest biggest strengths 
Mm. I think we don't realize that in the moment until we look back and we're like, wait, that thing that I was kind of insecure about, like actually ended up being this big part of me that served me in ways and that might even like for me personally, it turned into my career, but even little things that I used to be insecure about, like my love for math and always trying to like dumb myself down. Well, I went on and got an economics degree and now I'm so proud of that. Like mm. these things that we think are so uncool back mm. then are actually going to be like the coolest things about you. Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe and review. Also, feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC's own Kokai. The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L.